For KAXE News, I'm Chelsea Perkins with the Up North Report. The 2024 legislative session is now underway in Minnesota. After last year's onslaught of new legislation, however, this session is expected to be slower paced, and legislators don't have the same budget surplus to spend. The biggest priority this year is to pass an infrastructure package, otherwise known as a bonding bill. DFL Speaker of the House Melissa Hortman says she's looking forward to the session ahead as the legislature convened. Whether it's college buildings, um, new ones or the ones that need repairs, or wastewater treatment or local roads and bridges, these are things we can work together in the state's interest and, and get done this year. Northern Minnesota asked for $473 million of bonding funds, a small portion of the almost $3 billion of local government bonding requests. But Governor Tim Walz only recommends $40 million of his $1 billion infrastructure plan to be set aside for local grants. The region's requests range drastically in size and scope, from $57,000 for South St. Louis County fairground upgrades to $50 million for the new Beltrami County Correctional Facility. The region's largest request is more than $61 million for the Northwestern Minnesota Nine-County Regional Hub-and-Spoke Project, This project would develop a new construction and demolition debris waste management system, largely to address water contamination and other environmental concerns. It would serve counties from Marshall to Cass, including the Leech Lake, Red Lake, and White Earth Reservations. Other projects the governor recommends funding include a $5 million renovation to the Hibbing Readiness Center, $4 million to renovate and expand the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension's regional facility in Bemidji, and $12 million to reconstruct or replace DNR offices, with priority given to the Hibbing Drill Corps Library. Deep drilling has begun on the Iron Range, but instead of seeking out iron, the drill is helping to reveal more about what is believed to be a giant deposit of helium. The Timberjay newspaper reports while drilling isn't uncommon in this area of the state, it isn't usually done with an oil and gas rig. But because helium is a high-pressure gas, such a setup is needed to handle it safely. Timberjay publisher Marshall Helmberger says the latest drilling by a company called Pulsar is a follow-up to a discovery made more than a decade ago near Babbitt. This is potentially a very rich deposit, and uh, the scale of the deposit at this point is unknown, but they've done some other tests which seem to suggest it could be quite large. If the deposit is as large as thought, helium mining could bring another industry and more jobs to the range. A lot of potential here. It'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. Helmberger says the environmental footprint of the exploratory drilling site is minimal, using land previously logged and covering just over an acre. The Minnesota Department of Transportation is seeking feedback on setting the vision for future public investment in the state's rail system. The state is home to more than 4,000 miles of freight and passenger rail lines, and the feedback will be used to update the Minnesota State Rail Plan. The plan identifies priority rail corridors and helps to guide future rail-related decisions. People can participate this spring by taking a five-minute online survey or using an interactive map to provide feedback on specific rail crossings, stations, or locations. Minnesota is seeing a glaring lack of snow and lake ice this winter, and a new report underscores how climate trends are leading to diminish ice seasons on the Great Lakes. 
Mike Moen of Minnesota News Connection has the details. Findings issued by the nonprofit Climate Central note that all five lakes have experienced a decades-long decrease in ice cover with the strongest trend on Lake Superior. It says Superior's frozen lake coverage has diminished by roughly 30 percent since 1973. Melissa Whithelm with the Midwestern Regional Climate Center says conditions can vary from year to year, but the long-term trend creates too much uncertainty. And so it's making people want to know how much are we actually going to get this year? Are we going to be able to build that ice back? The report's authors say shrinking ice coverage and fewer frozen days have a ripple effect on outdoor recreation, educational activities, and ecosystem health. Shipping seasons might be extended, but the lack of ice potentially leads to lower water levels that in turn restrict that industry. I'm Mike Moen. That's it for the Up North Report from the KAXE News Desk. I'm Chelsea Perkins, telling the stories of northern Minnesota through local news.